0: Welcome back, Ford Explorers. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to remind you that we have a Twitter, an Instagram, and a Patreon if you want to support us and get a subliminal shout-out. And most importantly, we have our hotline. Typically, we tell you a story, but we want you to tell us a story. So call us or text us at the hotline, share your story, and enjoy this week's episode.
1: Hello and welcome back, Ford Explorers, to the s Spirit Hour. I, of course, am the colonel. This is my son, Caleb. This is the podcast where we talk about all the weird stuff in the world without being conservative pricks. But before we do that, uh, every week I own a little haunted bar. We shoot this podcast on a haunted camera. I, we shoot it in the haunted attic of my haunted house. I like haunted stuff. I also own a haunted little bar, uh, and Caleb happens to work there. And every week we like to do a little report about the ghostly activity
0: within that bar. We call it the ghost report. Caleb, would you like like to hit them with a ghost report? I would. Uh, this This week I have a little photo evidence. I'm going to hold it up and hopefully the camera can see it. <laughs> it's
1: not going to, but I'll, it's not. I'll mm-hmm. superimpose it in. Yeah.
0: Um. So once again, the lights changed. Um. As you can see, hopefully. As you can Ooh, see, ugh, they can't. I don't see know. No, you can't killing. see it. Yeah. Uh. But once I'll again, put it up on the screen. Light right above the bathroom turned blue, and when it did that, the door closed itself all the way.
1: Oh. Uh, it's like a. It's <laughs> like the ghost's wave saying I'm shitting.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) occupied, um, the backlights randomly changed, but not in the way it normally does. It was halfway into me being there. It wasn't when I showed up, uh, but I hadn't been in the back for a while and it just changed. And so I was like, oh, they want me to go back there. (laughs) Um, and then the big thing, which I think is super, super fun to share is a thing that happened last night, got our bar manager who is very much like. Uh, a, a straight, like, Ryan, firm logic. Yeah,
1: Ryan does not believe in ghosts. He doesn't believe in anything that's not right in front of his face.
0: So he went and he closed the front door and made sure it, like, latched and everything. And our front door, like... That takes care. Yeah. Yeah, you have to pay attention. It's an old building. Um, So all of a sudden, we hear it's it's got the little metal push bar where you have to push it in to open the door. We hear, chink like, it push in and the door opened. And that, that caused Ryan to go, oh, the ghost is showing off. And I mean, for him to be like,
1: oh, that was fucking strange. Dude, working, working at the bar is like the easiest way to become convinced that there are very much ghosts in this world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's, he, his... You know, it's taken him, what, basically two years now, mm-hmm. a year and a, a little over a year and a half. And he's like slowly come to terms with the fact. I mean, that's how I came familiar with ghosts when I was younger. I didn't think they existed. But over time, I had so many weird little things happen that I couldn't explain that. I just sort of started writing off to writing listening to me <laughs> writing it off to possibly just being ghostly activity.
0: I, I think it's so funny being able to work at the bar and being able to interact with people and having people kind of tell that it's haunted or ask if it's haunted and being able to share the things we've gone through, like at the bar, I get to talk to so many people and it's pretty much a 50, 50 split, excuse me, between people who believe in ghosts and who don't. And it's wild. We'll have some people. I remember distinctly this one guy that was like, I don't believe in ghosts. And we're like, why don't you believe in ghosts? He goes, well, I had like this one thing that happened, but other than that, I just don't think they exist. We're like, what do you mean? he goes, well, I was laying in bed, and it was about a week after my my grandma had passed, and she just showed up in a blue orb floating above my bed. But I don't fucking believe in ghosts. Yeah, and he's like, but other than that, I don't think ghosts are real. And we're like... What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what more could it possibly take? Yeah. yeah, I see a ghost, like, every morning. My girlfriend's
1: a ghost. Also, a ghost cooks me food, does all my shopping, pays my bills. But ghosts kind of seem like bullshit to me, man.
0: Yeah, me and my girlfriend, we don't believe in ghosts. I mean, she did die three years ago, but we still live together. I just don't believe in them, though. I just think it's bullshit. That's just uh, Odd Thomas. I just, <laughs> that's the end of, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Odd Thomas. I would uh, imagine most of
1: the people who <laughs> listen to this have not seen Odd Thomas, because most people haven't seen Odd Thomas.
0: <laughs> Both of them are ghost. Now, that was a terrible joke. Okay. Uh, Rest in peace, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, jeez, man. So, do you have anything else to add to the ghost report? No, it's just uh, the lights and then the door thing really got to me. It's like, it's not as creepy as last week. If you missed last week, a fucking shadow silhouette appeared in the door and tried to open the bathroom door while I was taking a pee. Yeah. But uh, they're definitely becoming more comfortable, it feels like. Like I think that's great, though. I want yeah. them to become oh, regular cast is, members. There is. Uh, within a five-minute span, three glasses fell off the bar.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I love it. When, well, I don't love when that happens because I have to replace them. But I do like in terms of like it's easy to, as somebody who owns a haunted business, it's weird to be like, yeah, it's haunted. You don't want to talk about it all that much because people are like, okay, buddy, sure it is. But we're fortunate enough, I guess, if that's the Mm -hmm. word you want to use, that, like, we have shit happen so often that it would be impossible to deny that it's haunted. A hundred percent. Yeah, and so when I say I love that that stuff happens, I love when, like, glasses break, because it's like, see, I fucking told you guys. I told you there's something in here.
0: (laughs) It's one of the most, like, reassuring things to me is when a customer, without me telling them the bar is haunted, they'll be independently somewhere in the bar and then come up to me and be like, is the bar haunted? <laughs> <laughs> it like funny. You should ask. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, yeah. It is. No, you're right. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Which one do you see tonight? Yeah. Well, we're on
1: the right place or the right street for it anyway. And as I always do at the end of this, uh anybody new or old that's listening, if you'd like to come do a little ghost investigation in the bar, from Zach Baggins to the regular average listener, by all means, come listen. Or come listen, listen to me. Come investigate. Uh, we'd love to see what you find. We uh, we get to live with it every day. I know that I talk about it co- commonly on the show, like, oh, we should go ghost hunting there, and we should. But you know, it's we're there every day for a different reason. So yeah. you kind of forget about like, oh yeah, in the like four hours a day where we're closed and everybody isn't here, let's also be here. to Yeah, get further mm-hmm. into it. So if somebody else would like to do it while we sleep at home, by all means, come investigate the bar. There's free beer in it for you or whatever you drink. <laughs> all right. Well, on to the main story today the main story is fun so we've been doing a lot of serious stuff for a while we've been covering current cases we've been covering a lot of like thefts and mysteries but the the meat and potatoes of the acid cat spirit hour is ufos and cryptids Mm -hmm. those are uh and i guess probably ghosts right but cryptids and ufos are our two favorite things without question because they're the two things that above all else i guess and also with ghosts that we believe exist we do but more than i believe like i believe that ghostly activity exists, but I'm not sure what causes it could be a dimensional rift. It could be a lot of things. I just think cryptids are what we describe them as being. And I think aliens are basically what we describe them as being to the limits of what we know about them.
0: My favorite thing with cryptids, which we're going to talk about a cryptid today is how quickly people will dismiss cryptids. Yeah. And it's like, they'll do that. And then they're like, I'm a scientific person. Cryptids can't exist. Did you see, they just discovered a new millipede. And it's like, That was a cryptid. That was was a cryptid until it had a name. It's like, it's the whole, like, what was the biggest mountain until they discovered Mount Everest? It was still Mount Everest. Yeah. Like, for you to be like, oh, well, cryptids don't exist. We don't have evidence of them. We discover shit all the time. And also we
1: have quite a bit of evidence. And, you know, I think one of the issues that you run into uh, and one of the things that we laugh about on this show is when you cover uh, today, we're going to talk about Sasquatch specifically. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit differently because we don't really call it Sasquatch. That's not really what we refer to it as. That's not what it's best known as. Um, we're going to refer to it. If you, any of you have an interest in Sasquatch or things like that, by all means, go listen. We did a back-to-back pair of episodes earlier. I guess it was probably last year mm-hmm. about the battle apes uh, of Vietnam, of the Vietnam War that soldiers saw, Sasquatches that they saw there, and also one that possibly was brought back to the U.S. and used as a sideshow attraction. And today we're kind of talking about the same thing. We're talking about uh, the same sort of Sasquatch, a Sasquatch that looks the same. In those, I say to listen to those podcasts as well because they're a great companion piece to this. Because they have a lot of greater context. It's not just like, hey, we think Harry and the Hendersons could happen. Let's go. You know, these Discovery shows, what I was going to say at the beginning of this is like, it's very difficult to take those guys seriously when they cover themselves in deer piss and they walk around with Andrew Callaghan in the woods and they go, and they look for Sasquatch, right? It's very, it's funny and it's entertaining, but it's very difficult to take that person seriously. I would argue probably impossible. And it's that... UFOs conspiracies—all of these things run into that problem, right? Like fundamentally, the government is probably up to stuff. And as we've discussed on the show before, like when we talked about Seven M Films, there is probably a group of people who are interested in controlling the world, yeah, in the way that it's described. But it's not who we think it is. Uh, and our show sort of exists to be that rationalization. Like we believe in Sasquatch because it probably exists. It's probably not called Sasquatch. He's definitely not in the woods of uh, of Washington. It's probably more likely in Vietnam, or as we're going to talk about today in a place like Afghanistan. But it should be understood that there's more evidence to support something like Sasquatch existing than it not existing. Mm -hmm. And this evidence has always been around. I mean, as we're going to get into today, there's evidence in the Bible there's evidence in old scripts and uh, it should also be made clear that while Caleb did go to Catholic school, neither of us are Christians. We're not Christian people. We don't believe in the Christian uh, beliefs. We don't believe in that system. Uh, we're nice people. We're not thieves and shitty people, but we're, we're not religious people. Um, but it's relevant to bring up because it's such an old book and it shows that we've been talking about the same thing for a very long time. And obviously with where we're talking about today, we're talking about Afghanistan. We're talking about Kandahar. So we're talking about a place that has a, a, in world history, it's as old as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And
0: (laughs) uh, with evidence uh, and later in the podcast, I will bring up biblical evidence and evidence from other religions as well. And that's just because those are oral histories that if, if you want to, look at it anyway any way, religion as a whole is oral history. Absolutely. Uh, that was then translated to text. But if you want to talk about beings that are very old, yeah, even if you just want to look them at face value and say that they're just stories, stories come from somewhere.
1: There are very few things that we as humans, not as Americans, not as, you know, Christians, not as any one specific group. I only use those things because they're so uh, dominant here. But As humans, we have talked about what we describe as Sasquatch and uh, that sort of cryptid and the role that it's played in the exact same account for thousands Thousands of years. Mm-hmm. As long as humans have been writing down history, we've been talking about something that resembles Sasquatch. And I say that because we haven't been talking about something that resembles the Chupacabra or Nessie or any of these other things that are significantly more dubious than the Sasquatch. The likelihood yeah. is pretty fucking high, guys. Yeah. Like, go listen to our early episode about st- stoned ape theory mm-hmm. to know that Homo erectus wasn't very far removed from what we now know as Sasquatch. Yes. So to think that it didn't fall in there somewhere, it doesn't exist. It's really, really naive. It's Especially when, you know, the description that we have, which will fit today as well, is not of like a big brown monkey. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a humanoid. It has red hair. Like, it's got a very different description. Yep. Um, but before we get into all that, I guess I should do what I always let you do. And let's give a little backstory on on the story today on the, the giant of Kandahar, this specific Sasquatch.
0: So, uh, in 2002, a group of soldiers went missing while on parole. Uh, not on parole. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be until they <laughs> returned. <laughs> so, in 2002, a group of soldiers- hey babe, how- was Afghanistan. <laughs> so in 2002, a group of soldiers went missing while on patrol in a remote uh, mountain region of Kandahar. Are there non remote mountain regions? I'm sorry, I don't mean to be that guy, right? <laughs> but, but like, yeah. Kandahar being in the south of Afghanistan and they failed to make a radio contact for some time so the military sent in a special ops unit to investigate
1: see they say that but do you think how often do you think that happened where it was like we haven't heard from the boys yeah it's because they're at the strip club i mean i'm saying that like kandahar had a big strip club scene i know for a fact it didn't
0: well <laughs> it's like uh <laughs> when uh, you were like
1: ima- imagine if you will <laughs> you're it's 2002 <laughs> and you're a soldier i'm like <laughs> I, I i mean in 2002 i was 13 so no i i can't imagine that i apologize
0: that's like well, what were you like 3 fucking years old they're like they they haven't made radio contact for some time. I have a buddy that's currently stationed in Kuwait right now, and he didn't make radio contact for quite some time the other day because he was in a mall eating raisin canes. Yeah. <laughs> like, he and his whole squad were here. Yeah, so it should be
1: made clear that, like, this radio silence doesn't necessarily immediately mean dramatic music, scary story. It just means somebody was probably pooping for too long.
0: Uh, so the military sent in another unit to go investigate, and they're walking through the high mountains, and they came across a cave with scattered military equipment.
1: Dude, could you imagine too? Because they were probably like, oh, they're probably fucking around. They're having fun. They're blowing stuff up or whatever. And you show up all like kind of mad, but mostly just like jealous that you're not
0: having fun. You're like, he's fucking pro. Oh, these pricks are dead. Oh. Oh. So all their equipment was there, but there was no sign of the actual missing soldiers. He gets out of the hummer and he's like, I told you guys not to start the. Where'd you go? Oh. And all of a sudden, in this cave, steps out this 15 foot humanoid creature with red hair smelling like death. And it just grabs a fucking stick and impales one of the soldiers. (laughs) So the rest of the group just opens fire. Again, like, what a crazy
1: fucking, like... This is just such a weird thing to stumble upon. This is such a wild stumble upon. Like you just went to go look for soldiers who were pro- who you assumed were just like gambling or doing yeah. something they shouldn't be doing, and you found a fucking giant hairy man stabbing him with a stick. Well, I mean, I'm not mad anymore, but I am. I have a whole bunch of different emotions.
0: I, I think it's like you're going through your head. It's like worst case scenario. Like, I mean, the opposition got to him. Right. Yeah. And so you get there and and you see their stuff and you're like, I oppose you. (laughs) And you're like, fuck, I, I guess I was right. And then all of a sudden a giant steps out of a cave and stabs another one of your buddies with a spear. And you're like, Okay, I guess that wasn't worst-case scenario. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's
1: this guy now since at the end of bars, and people are like, well, you know, worst-case scenario. And he's, he's like, like, there's always
0: a worser-case scenario. <laughs> and they're like, sir, I don't think that's right. And he's like, yeah, well, you think worst-case scenario, you left your keys at home? No, worser-case scenario. And they're like, it's worst-case scenario. No, 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 man, worser-case scenario, you go to look for your keys, and another one of your buddies gets stabbed by a giant and bartender's like dog i'm not serving you anymore, pbr i'm sorry he says that he he was in kandahar but i think he just did a lot of
1: dmt for a few years you know
0: when i was in afghanistan oh you served no i was just there um <laughs> <laughs> like those tourists that are, like what was the the guy that was hanging out
1: in afghanistan while they were kicking everybody out it's like like what are you doing there what do you you're taking in the the, the local culture is this really the time for that is it the time to stop and check it out. Hey, I know there's been, like, a a Category 5 storm warning, but let's hit the museum.
0: You know, let's just go. An old guy at, like, the VFW, he's like, you know, my buddy saved me when I was on base uh, in in Vietnam, and his other buddy's like, during Vietnam, you were in Kansas City, dude. (laughs) You tripped down some stairs. I'm flat-footed, but I was in Vietnam getting very drunk. So the soldiers opened fire on this creature, Uh, ultimately felling the giant within 30 seconds of continuous fire. Which is interesting, Mm -hmm. because in the other cases where we talk about this, like when we talk about it in Vietnam, the same
1: thing happens, but the ape is typically available. I'm available to leave. uh, Able to leave. They're able to get out of there. uh, Which... Leaves this big plot hole, right? Like, it's always like, oh,
0: well, no body didn't really happen. Well, here's the thing. It says, quote, between them, the squad was armed with Foley Auto four, uh, M4 carbines, recon carbines, which are semi-automatic, and an M107 Barrett anti-material rifle firing 50 BMGs. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. It said this much firepower concentrated on one target for one second, let alone 30, would be extremely disruptive.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure... If one of those BMGs hit that thing, it would just explode.
0: Yeah, because I mean, in the other cases we talked about, even if we talk about the uh, demon apes, they yeah. had revolvers and like lever-action rifles, and then in Vietnam they had M 16s M sixteens. But this, we're talking about M fours and a Barrett fifty cal. Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah, no shit. They may have felled it. So uh, after the troops killed the giant, they supposedly loaded it into a helicopter, which carried it to a transport plane and no one ever saw it again. Huh. Then the soldiers... Do you think
1: possibly it was sold as a roadside attraction? <laughs> Once again, go watch that.
0: Uh, the soldiers were then uh, told to all come in for a debrief. And yeah, after- <laughs> yeah, they were.
1: I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were pretty thoroughly debriefed after
0: that. They had, nobody had a pair of underpants in the whole room. Uh, <laughs> uh, the soldiers were then forced to sign uh, NDA, so non-disclosure agreements, and were told to keep quiet and never talk about this again. Yeah. Which no shit. We've talked about uh military when it comes to UFOs a lot cuz I mean mm-hmm. we have an ongoing theory that aliens might be existing to stop us from blowing each other up. I think
1: well, I think uh, here's a quick tie right here's what I think here's what I think about aliens. It's not the episode where you thought you were going to get this but I think aliens I think that they found us using radioactive tracking. I think they found us through radiation. Um, And the places that we saw them for a long time were places that naturally had a lot of uranium in the ground. And then I think as we started uh, the nuclear testing, that's when we started to see them show up a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, And they show up around those places because, I mean, if anything could make it through the vacuum of space, it's radiation. Yeah, You'd be able to detect that radiation pretty far. So if they were able to detect us through radiation and they know what that is and what it does, it would be interesting to see... I talk about radioactivity a lot because if we were born... If humans were capable of uh, withstanding a lot more radioactivity, we'd be able to travel space already. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we'd already be able to do. So if we grew up on a planet that was significantly more radioactive like maybe they're from, so they know radioactivity very well, there's a very good chance that they understand what radioactivity does. um, And maybe they've realized that we are sensitive to it in a way that is dangerous. Yeah. Because they seem to show up around nuclear missile sites. They show up in... Uh, deserts where like uranium mines are, they show up where there are nuclear devices. And as we've discussed before, like when we talked about the Battle of the Big Sky in Malstrom Air Force Base in Great Falls, Montana, UFOs have been seen a number of times and they've turned the missile systems off before. Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff was classified for a long time. And the soldiers who were, some of which injured in that process, were all forced to sign NDAs and were all shamed and basically told, like if you say, I mean, we all know that, right? Like it exists in pop, pop culture, I think for a reason. It's kind of like a Byproduct of Project Blue Book, but there's this idea that you should feel ashamed if you saw anything and you shouldn't talk about it and that there isn't like you, if you, if you are willing to talk about it, you deserve to be ostracized for it is how they
0: seem to treat it. Well, yeah. And I mean, the government already has a bad bad enough track record with treating our veterans like shit. Yeah, they treat vets like shit. Like, they don't think... uh,
1: Conservatives are hilarious because people are like, well, how can they only care about, you know, babies before they're born? And it's like, well, have you ever been to a recruitment office? Yeah. Yeah, like, they don't give a shit. Go to a recruiter's office, then go to the VA.
0: Yeah. They're already trying to ruin your life, so if they make you sign an NDA or, like, never talk about this and you do, god, it's so easy to even more ruin your life. Well, plus, they're the people, I mean... Not to get too far into it, but we are definitely conspiracy boys, and this is a
1: conspiracy podcast. The government can kill you with absolutely no issue. They can do it in public if they want to. They can do it in private at any time. They do that shit all the time. I mean, I just don't think that – I think it would be – it's a fair fear to have that the government would respond. Because I don't know why you as a soldier would feel like the government wouldn't just – eliminate you and your family you know like they're gonna you don't matter
0: in the grand scheme of things at all even with all that being said the soldiers eventually broke their silence and one of the men even said the people have the right to know the truth well it's yeah because it's interesting right like when you see a sasquatch or you see something like that we're talking
1: about 2002 Mm -hmm. we're talking about military soldiers who signed up to go the the Men and women who signed up, predominantly men, who signed up, because it had to be, who signed up uh, after 9-11 did so with the desire to try to help. Yes. They were being lied to, but they thought they were trying, they thought they were doing what was right. Yeah. And I, that's an especially afflicted group of individuals. I think it's telling that the two places we've seen warfare Sasquatch sightings that have been divulged outside of NDAs and stuff are Vietnam and Afghanistan. Yeah. The two wars where people and soldiers were forced to be there for too long for no reward and were treated like shit when they got home, Yeah, they no longer have any desire to like keep that stuff close to the vest. So they're like, fuck this, fuck this. We saw a Sasquatch. Yeah, I'm not surprised that they were much more willing to talk about it.
0: So they start opening up about it, and this gets people talking, but, of course, that also brings up conspiracy. So in August of 2016, (laughs) Snopes reached out to the Department of Defense about the Kandahar giant incident. And the Department of Defense was like, um, "No, we have no record or information about a special force member killed by a giant in Kandahar," which that doesn't really help. Well, yeah. If you're like, I mean, if you the have wrong so- <laughs> fucking people, if you ask. have soldiers being like, "Hey, uh, one of our buddies was killed by a giant," and we had to sign NDAs and we're told to never talk about it, and then you go to the people that told them to not talk about it and like, "Hey, did this thing happen?" No. Yeah, no shit. Like,
1: look what happened. Look at Ukrainian Christmas. Look at what happened at the Capitol. And look at how people are now responding to that now that they're getting caught and in trouble for it. So, yeah, no shit that they weren't. This whole situation just feels like uh, soldiers who knew they were getting fucked over and were like, you know what? We're not getting fucked over this time. Well,
0: it's just like, even if you put it in such a smaller scope, you're just like, hey, man, I hand you, like, a candy bar. And I'm like, don't tell anyone uh, you, uh, you got that candy bar from me. And then you went and told someone. And someone came to me and was like, hey, did you give Dad a candy bar? And I'm like, no. They're like, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the dude that you're like approaching and confronting. You're just going to take me at face value? Even not, though you not. have someone basically being like, look at this candy bar. He gave it to me.
1: It's like the O.J. Simpson trial. Yeah, exactly. Can you do this? <laughs>
0: no. Okay. All right, sick. He's good. Yeah. So around the same time that the Snopes article came out, um, to discredit the story, self-proclaimed supernaturalist L.A. Marzuli.
1: I don't know how to break this to you, but you have to be a self-proclaimed Did you say supernaturalist? Yes. Do you think that this means that he's a naturalist but just like really into it? He's like a super duper nudist. I fucking love trees. Like I'm being naked. Not wear clothes. <laughs> Cause when I think of naturalists, no, I know who L.A. Marzuli is, obviously. Shout out to fellow tiny conspiracy uh YouTuber, LA Marzuli. Um feel free to come on the show anytime and talk to us about the Nephilim, which is what he calls the Sasquatch, yes. uh, which we'll get into here in a minute. Uh, but yeah, he's an interesting guy. Supernaturalist, though, really does sound like, uh, well, uh, they, you could never get a degree for that. No. You'd have to be self-appointed.
0: So uh, L.A. Marzulli told several right-wing websites that the U.S. government <laughs> You don't think <say. laughs> was covering up this spectacular story and that those in power had vested interest in keeping the truth of biblical prophecies from being exposed to the general public. See, I just wish the left was more open to this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're so quick to like discount it. Cause yeah, is what he's saying,
1: does that make any sense? No, not really. But I bet if you had a little patience with him, like we could be, LA if you'd like to be on the show. <laughs> uh, you know, I just it to me it feels so diminutive. Yes. Yeah. That's why these people always turn to right-wing outlets, because it's like those are the only people who are willing to listen to them, because they'll listen to fucking anybody. But I I want more like regular I want mainstream media conspiracy coverage, yes. uh, which I now realize is such a monkey's paw thing to ask. Is what it's actually going to mean is that Infowars is somehow going to buy MSNBC. Which <laughs> now that I've said it, I'm all for. <laughs> I would be very. Imagine if Rachel Maddow had to work for Alex Jones. How would he buy it? They have no money. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It was, he's hiding all his, his Sandy Hook money.
0: So uh, he said, "Quote." People have a right to know about this stuff. If there are 15 or 18 footers roaming the earth and our military has brought them down, we have a right as American citizens to know about it. I mean, this isn't classified military stuff. This is something we need to know. And it points back to the biblical prophetic narrative. Um, What he's talking about is, so in 2016, he reached out, or he got reached out to by a guy, Marzulli, uh, was already on the trail of, finding out these biblical giants when a man by the name of Mr. K. I believe
1: he calls it the trail for the Nephilim.
0: Yes. uh, A man by the name of Mr. K and asking to only be referred to as Mr. K came uh, forward and said, hey, I was a soldier who witnessed the giant of Kandahar. Uh, Mr. K claimed that he saw the giant carrying a spear and murdered a U.S. uh, US soldier named Dan before he and other special forces took it down. Was he a lieutenant? Dan? No, he was uh, a private. Uh, Private Dan. So this, of course, goes back to the story that was already being told. But now we have a name linked to it. Yeah. So according to Marzulli. (laughs) Mr. K and Dan. uh, The the narrative that Marzulli is being pushed is that the creature was a Nephilim, which is a group of people mentioned in Genesis and Numbers in the Old Testament who were, quote, people of unusually large size and strength, that could be found in the Middle East both before and after the flood of uh, of Noah's Ark. Which is
1: interesting, because when we talked about stoned ape theory, you talk about how humans possibly uh, developed speech and language as we know it, which was, uh, as we believe, and I think pretty likely, through the use of psilocybin. Yes. But those uh, Homo erectus were in uh, northern Africa, northern and central Africa, and it wouldn't have been far, obviously, for them to... Make it up to Afghanistan because we talked about this before. So when we talk about the battle apes previously, we talked about how, you know, there are all these really silly shows about going and hunting for Sasquatch and all that shit. And it's like, well, if they existed, why don't we ever find any evidence? And that's because uh, I think that they're in places like Vietnam. I -hmm. think they're smart enough to hide. And I think they know where we are. Oh, 100%. And, you know, we talked about it when we talked about um, the battle apes in Vietnam. But they, the region of jungle that they're from is one of the oldest in the world. It has a cave system that has a jungle within it. And it's like still 70% unexplored. Yeah. And during Vietnam, it was like 90% unexplored. So when we're talking about these unexplored regions, I mean, how long did it fi- take us to find fucking Osama bin Laden? Yeah. You know, and he wasn't well, a 14-foot
0: tall ginger <laughs> ape carrying a spear. That's, we weren't looking for fucking mm-hmm. Chewbacca. That's, uh, that's what I was about to say is, I mean, with the Vietnam Forest that we talk about in the Battle Apes and with this, this is a mountain range that has, it, it's been in the middle of a war zone for centuries. I mean, yeah. not just American-involved wars, which has been going on for like 40 years now, but...
1: There has been a conflict yeah, in the yeah. Middle East for thousands of years. Yes. yeah, So
0: if we're talking about places that are hard to discover... I mean, it's where the first wars were fought. It's a, yeah. What
1: is now Iran and Iraq, that was Babylon. Like, yes. When we talk about the Sumerians seeing aliens and we talk about that shit, it was right there. So mm-hmm. the idea that like the Sumerians, the Anunnaki that the Sumerians talk about, the idea that maybe they were just battle apes who lived, or we'll call them Nephilim for the sake of LA today. <laughs> they were Nephilim who lived higher in the mountains, and when they came down, they were seen as like these, these extra beings. Because yeah. imagine, I mean, fuck, man. I mean... And even today, if you if we came across a Nephilim that was a 14-foot-tall Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah, dude, your response would be like, <laughs> are you a god? What? Yeah. Because if it could speak like we could... I mean, if... If cats could speak
0: like we could, we would think they were God.
1: Yeah. Which is why I think they can, and they have stopped since the Egyptians.
0: (laughs) I think they did it with the Egyptians. They said, we got a little too close for comfort (laughs) there. We (laughs) got to back it up a
1: little bit. Plus, we got enough fanfare (laughs) to really ride out for the next million years.
0: Well, I wanted to explain about the Nephilim a little bit more. So... Supposedly, the Nephilim are a product of the sons of gods mingling with the daughters of Adam. Dude, that is the Anunnaki. Exactly. That is the Anunnaki,
1: like to a T. The mm. idea was that the Anunnaki came to earth and mated with humans and created,
0: or mated with, like,
1: prehistoric humans and yes. made modern day humans.
0: So in, in Genesis uh, 6 1 through 4, it tells readers that the Nephilim, which translates from fallen ones. Okay. Um, well, is, the the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Uh, are the products of copulation between divine beings and human women, so the sons of God and the daughters of Adam. Okay. And that the Nephilim were known as great warriors. That sounds
1: like two patriot groups.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're the sons of gods? Oh, we're the daughters of Adam. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when a bachelor party and a bachelorette (laughs) party meet up at a bar. Uh, And it makes fucking chaos. So it's claimed that... And at least three unexpected children. It claims that the mating of the sons of gods and daughters of Adam's are uh, what caused the flood? That the biblical flood, the Noah's Ark flood, was caused by this non non-approved mingling. Okay, so by the,
1: do you think that's why they're in hiding? Are yeah, they, do, yeah. Do these really like does LA believe that
0: they're in hiding because of that? Well, like, yeah, it would gave they be ashamed? it gave the Nephilim uh, this negative reputation. It villainized them. It was like you weren't supposed to. It's a redheaded stepchild, like literally you weren't supposed to happen and you now have this villain reputation because this bad thing happened because you were born. Yeah,
1: because you were fucking born. Yeah,
0: Yeah, what a great thing to be told. So uh, because of the next verse, Genesis 6-5 is an introduction to the flood narrative and their name being Fallen Ones. That's why they believe that the Nephilim have this negative reputation. Okay. It's like, Hey, these things exist. You're never going to believe about this flood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hey, this, this unholy Alliance happened. Remember how I told you earlier in this book, when unholy things happen, God punishes. Yeah. Anyway. So (laughs) so there was this giant flood that killed everything on the planet.
0: (laughs) So there's, um, it's weird because there's also parts of the Bible that have nothing but praise for the Nephilim. But once the flood is stated, there's nothing but bad things said about them. So that's why, yeah.
1: Interesting. It's
0: got this whole thing. And a lot of people believe that fallen ones is a reference to the divine paternity transforming, falling into the human condition.
1: Okay. I like the idea that they were, instead of being, fallen ones just makes me think that they're the fall guys. Yes. It makes me think that they were like... (laughs) the the flood was some other angel's idea and they're like oh no Peter it's a great idea listen to me here's what we're gonna do we're just gonna fill this place with water it'll be totally fine we'll punish everybody for what the Nephilim have done we won't think about it anymore they're like yeah sure that'll work and then it really backfired and the the two people Noah and his old lady that were left (laughs) and all the animals were like bro what the fuck and they're like hey it was the Nephilim's idea I don't know what to tell you that wasn't I had to do it it's like when a cop kills somebody and they're like what I had to I had to
0: So, with that, uh, I'm going to, not to be rude, biblical evidence pointed to, uh, there's also another point of evidence that we can point to, and that is Dan in the story. Dan who died.
1: I have never heard the name Dan said in such passion, like with no (laughs) other knowledge of the
0: guy. (laughs) And then there's one other really big part of this story. Dan. Dan. So- This Mr. K mentioned Dan by name. And if you look, there is an incident in 2002 where uh, Sergeant First Class Daniel A. Romero uh, died on April 15th, 2002 (gasps) during an explosive ordnance disposal mission involving the destruction of a 107 millimeter rocket near Kandahar, Afghanistan.
1: Weird. So they say that he blew up in a rocket?
0: Uh, uh did that, I guess, like, trying to disarm a rocket? Yes, and the U.S. military insisted that his remains were cremated before being sent home because of the damage.
1: Huh. That's fascinating. Well, I mean, nobody... Um, as we said at the beginning of this, no body is always... That's like the biggest red flag.
0: Exactly. Uh, you want to prove that someone wasn't... Especially if he was... Because if he was stabbed, I mean, you could definitely still send that body home. Exactly. Yeah. But if you say that his body was blown up in a horrific rocket disarming accident, then not only... I mean, say you send his body home without cremating it, he gets buried, and then the story comes to light, people could exhume that body, they could study it, they can't do that if, if he's cremated. That's
1: a good point. That's a... That's a surprisingly <laughs> dark insight on your part. But yeah. yeah. That's, but that's a good point. Yeah, it's, you're absolutely right. It would be I mean, impossible to tell afterwards. If,
0: if you're trying to cover your tracks about this thing that you're trying to prove never happened, you're going to cover your tracks. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, with all this evidence uh, being stacked against the giant of Kandahar, I mean, the Department so of Defense. A guy
1: named Dan did die. Yes. In very suspicious circumstances in Kandahar. On April 15th in 2002, in 2002, all the stuff that Mr. K said happened. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, but people are still like, well, the government is saying it didn't happen.
1: Well, then it didn't. Exactly. The show. Roll the credit.
0: <laughs> but uh, several veterans who served in the region say that from that point on, they were instructed to point their weapons slightly higher than the head <laughs> and then a little higher. <laughs> so, I mean, for you to have this guy that did die at that time that matches up with a story that a guy told that matches up with another story that was already being told. And you have other people that were in that region at that time being like, Oh yeah. After like mid April, 2002, we were told to aim a little higher
1: for sure. Come on. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Aim like, uh, uh what do you
1: mean higher? Like he's asking me <laughs> CEO, he's always like how much higher? And he's like, imagine if you will, there's a 14 foot tall ape in front of you. And he's like, what the fuck? Why? And he's like, just,
0: just, what I mean. yeah. Where do you think his head is? And he's like, I don't know,
1: probably like right
0: there. Aim right there. Aim right there. Why would we do that? Because, uh, you know, like, um, well, what if someone was standing on the back of a truck? Let's go with that. <laughs> I like to think they did that.
1: They ran into another Nephilim. It didn't work. And they're like, okay, so from now on, we need you guys mm-hmm. to aim at like, uh, imagine, if you will, there's a 14-foot <laughs> ape in front of you, and its testicles are about four feet <laughs> off the ground.
0: I need you to start aiming at the dicks. <laughs> And they're like, so we're like, we were aiming normally? Yeah, like like 5'7". Aim it like 5'7". <laughs> so many people are like, this is still, this never happened. This is a hoax. The government disproved it. But us being the people that we are, we went through and looked at history and said, well, we already have these claims. We talked about them in other podcasts. Are there other things of evidence that we could bring up to kind of help us prove that Maybe the giant of Cantahart is a real thing, and I found three things. Okay. First one I'm going to talk about is the giant of Castle Now. Okay. The giant of Castle Now refers to three bone fragments, which was a humerus, a tibia, and a femur, like the midsection of a femur, that were discovered by Jorge, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, Vancaire de la Pew. okay, in 1890, in uh, the sediment used to cover a Bronze Age uh, burial tomb, and then. Possibly was aged back to the Neolithic. Okay. They looked at it. These fossil bones said that they could possibly be tied to one of the largest humans known to ever exist. They did test them. They were humanoid bones. Uh, they said that the bone size of that human may have been around 3.5 meters tall. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's like 10 feet tall. Exactly. OK, so no modern peer reviewed study has been published about these bone fragments, uh, but they are still around. They're on a display in France and people are like, yeah, those are human bones. And I mean, at the time. And France has a history of old uh, old bones. Yeah. You know, that's where both the Neanderthal and Cro-Mignon exactly. valleys are. Which brings me to my next one. Uh, the giant of Mont, uh, Montpellier. Or Montpellier. There we go. Yeah,
1: Montpellier, yeah. Uh, so in
0: 1894, uh, press accounts mentioned the discovery of bone fragments of human giants unearthed at a prehistoric cemetery in Montpellier, which is in France. Skulls, this is a quote, skulls 28, 31, and 32 inches in circumference were reported alongside other bones of gigantic proportions that indicated they belonged to a race of men between 10 and 15 feet in height. Okay. Okay. Uh, these bones were also sent to a Paris Academy for further study and were proven to be humanoid in their oh, makeup. Interesting. So, I mean, these are two things in France yeah. that showed up to be bone fragments and skulls. And, I mean, I have a big fucking head, but my head is 22 and a half inches around. <laughs> I know because I got to buy custom hats. <laughs> <laughs> so, to be 28, 31, and 32 Dude, inches in circumference. Uh, 30, I mean, that's somebody's waist. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, huge. So, we have these bone fragments, and that brings me to the last one. Imagine how much that person got teased. You <laughs> big-head-lugging idiot. And he stabs him. <laughs> <laughs> the last one are the uh, Citeca, And the Citeca are a fabled race of belligerent, red-haired giants um, from Puente legend. Okay. So, they were said to be the mortal enemies of the indigenous people in that area, and all of the indigenous people in that area joined forces to drive these giants out. Interesting. So according to uh, oral history, they were a legendary tribe of red-haired cannibalistic giants that lived in caves. They say cannibalistic, but I mean, if the Sasquatch that's, isn't a human, that's not... That's just true, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> so this was kind of proved, well, not proven, but supported by, in 1911, some guano miners in Nevada's Lovelock Cave they were going through and they were excavating the rich guano deposits of the cave about 22 miles southwest from Lovelock, Nevada, when after removing several carloads of bat dung, they came across some uh, indigenous relics, and then after those indigenous relics, they found a a six-and-a-half-foot-tall mummy with red hair. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, Although... Short,
1: maybe a child.
0: Yeah, so John T. Reed of the Lovelock area thought that the mummy was authentic and tried to spend his life proving it, but everyone kept shutting him down.
1: Well, yeah, it's because you pronounced his name wrong. It's not John T. Reed. It's John T. Reed.
0: John T. <laughs> Reed. He said, I found a giant. <laughs> and everyone's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. fucking guy, man. Can I tip you in rocks? Um, <laughs> so in his files of the giants, he described them as having these long hair robes and that the indigenous people of the area were found to wear long robes made out of red hair being the giants that they felled. Yeah. So they would, they would kill them and they'd make these warm robes out of their <laughs> fucking hair. That rules. Um, they also found several leg bones and judging by them, they deduced that whatever creature these leg bones came from would be six to 10 feet tall. Okay.
1: With that, or it would look really weird is what the report said.
0: Um, with that, the, the mummy that they found, they're like, yeah, this thing could easily be up to ten feet tall with how it shrank and how the bones were kind of shifted and everything, while what they found was six and a half feet tall, it could have easily been ten feet tall.
1: Interesting. Well then, you know, of course there's the, the frozen one that was on the sideshow as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if we we go back to the giant of Kandahar itself, the story is very if we talk about feasibility. Yes to go back to the cave thing, like obviously we have a lot of examples Sasquatch or whatever we nephilim or whatever the fuck you want to call it. This thing exists or it did. Yes. But it seems like it still does. Even if it's in pretty small numbers, it seems like it still exists. And these, these interactions that people have with it, the one that happened there feels so much like, like we talked about this when we talked about the Vietnam ones, but if they were going to exist, it makes a lot of sense that they would hide in places where people won't be. Mm hmm. And a cave outside of Kandahar seems like a great place to live if you don't want anything to bother you ever. Yeah. That's basically where Obi-Wan lived. Yeah. Yeah, on Tatooine. So it's interesting to me that they would come across this thing and antagonize it. I want to know, I wonder what led to the guys going out there in the first place.
0: Yeah, I I almost wonder if it's like a recon mission or something like that. Or maybe they were on
1: patrol or something. Like they
0: stumbled upon it on accident. Yeah. Um, but there's so many things and I know I just talked about like the Christian Bible as reference, but if you look at almost every religion has some sort of giant in their mythos. Yeah. I mean, you look at a Celtic religion, you have a fucking, a whole realm of giants that are, it, it's funny how easily giants become painted as enemies too. Cause I mean, in that they're enemies as well. Well, I think as a human,
1: you would be. I think there's a, a lot of room. We think we're at the top of the food chain. And yeah. there's a lot of room for like natural. Um, I think there's a lot of room to be naturally adversarial of this thing. Because mm-hmm. anything we can do, it can do better. Yeah. Like it doesn't
0: need to wear clothes. It's twice our size. And for all we know, it's twice as smart as we are. A hundred percent. And it's funny too, like the descriptions. So if you look at Ymir, one of the most famous giants, he is known as a giant. It, it's in Norse religion. Ymir, red hair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is I talked about that a little bit at the beginning, but the description of uh Sasquatch, Nephilim, whatever you want to call it, um almost always is having red hair. Mm-hmm. It very very rarely like even the most famous photo of an alleged Sasquatch, well, it Looks brown, that could very easily be orange hair. Yes. Um, and every description, pretty consistently, regardless of height, is what we've realized at this time. You know, like the thing that usually gets your attention with a Bigfoot is like, oh, it's big. It's big. Yeah. It's big. It's right there in the name. But I think they aren't always. No. Um, it does, it seems like they, there are more than one occasion where sightings involve seeing something orangutan sized. Mm hmm. But fits the description in every other way. And it's always described as smelling just putrid. Yes. Just absolutely putrid. Yeah. And if you ask me, I think that's probably why the humans kicked them the fuck out of town. <laughs> they probably smelled super bad. And I'm not even like the biggest body odor guy. You know, it doesn't really bug me or anything. But I would imagine once humans got to a place where like they were eating and preparing food, if we were around those guys, we were probably like, hey, um, could you just be outside I'm trying to eat this, and you smell fucking terrible.
0: I wanted to uh, pull more examples from other religions. So in um, India, they have giants in their mythos as well, and they are known to be red-haired. And an interesting tie is that they're also believed to be the children of gods and humans. Okay. So we also have this mix, and that's what makes them giant. Uh, Same with Greek mythology. The giants in Greek mythology are said to be... Again, living in caves, they run a forge in a, in a mountain, and they are the blood of giants and humans, uh, or not giants, gods and humans. So there's this ongoing theme throughout thousands, if not millions of years of oral histories saying that giants exist, They have red hair and they're because God's fucked women.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I wonder if that doesn't have like the stuff that we think about the Anunnaki. I wonder if they didn't, if they weren't just specifically referring to these giants and not to all humans, Mm -hmm. you know, because the story like Zachariah stitching. I don't know how many of the people who listen to this podcast are familiar with him, but you should be if you're not. And if you are, that's probably why you listen to this podcast. Um He, you know, with the 13th planet and Planet X and all that idea, the theory was that humans come from an alien race that the Sumerians described as the Anunnaki, who didn't come from a UFO per se, but their planet was close enough to us um, that it caused the Great Flood. The gravitational pull is what caused the Great Flood. And when they showed up, I say all of that because the the big foot. I'm trying to pick which word to call them. The yeah. big feet here, the Sasquatch, the same squanches, <laughs> the best term for it, by the way, shout out trailer park boys, uh, would be considered responsible for that. Yes. If your planet being in proximity is what caused the great flood. And it caused, uh, because there's a lot of evidence that a flood did actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not that biblical flood, but there was a flood that happened around those time around that time. That was extremely substantial, If that was caused by the change in our gravitational field, something that actually does cause flooding, and it was a planet that just has such a large gravitational ring that it only hits us every 500 years or so, and it shows up and it causes this major flood, or I guess probably a longer loop than that, but it causes this flood, and the Anunnaki are these big alien people who make these giants. By having sex with humans, and then these giants are born, and they're basically the bastards of the flood. And then through that oral tradition, when it's like, well, were they here before and after the flood? Well, they weren't actually here before the flood. Their forebears were, you know, their the the forerunners. Yeah, the forerunners were here before the flood. Oh God, is this what halos (laughs) about? Uh, You know, were there beforehand, and maybe the forbearing of what would become known as the Anunnaki, what would be the Sasquatches? Yeah, them coming wasn't some sort of cosmic punishment it was just coincidental because their planet that allowed them to come was so close that it affected our little planet in a way that it caused flooding because of the gravitational pull and all of this stuff dude we're talking about like you can get out the big ass conspiracy map and put it all together and that all we joke that every conspiracy comes back to the Warren Commission but a lot of them and we're talking about creation stories, we're talking about all of it, really have a lot to do with all these oral traditions we hear about Sasquatch. Exactly. And that's fucking crazy to me as like a normal science guy. Yeah. It's weird to me how often we come back to Sasquatch or like we can find a place
0: where that's relevant. And it like, the fact that it spans across so many different oral histories of people that are notorious of not getting along. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, oh, I can't fucking stand that guy or what he believes in. It's like... What about the Giants? No, but we also believe in that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because that fucking happened. Well, the Giants are real, but that (laughs) dude's a prick. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like, regardless of how long the religion has been there, like, it's since its oral history, it's been passed since the beginning. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. Like... (laughs) You can have 10 people in a room that all believe different things and the likeliness that whatever they believe in has this story in its mythos. That's not coincidence. That's because as I
1: like, as I like to believe, I think it all comes down to some sort of alien interaction that happened with human beings. Yeah. I think it happened once. I think the aliens either can't come back or learn their lesson from that interaction. And we have been left like a desperate ex hanging by the phone for Jesus or Muhammad or whoever to come back. Yeah. And nobody's coming back because it was a bunch of fucking aliens. We're like, dude, cross that one off the map. We are not going back to that planet.
0: And if it only happened once, that's why there's not more. Yeah. They're dying off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they are gods, which... I'm gonna I'm gonna get real nerdy. I grew up with all the ology books. Yep. Uh, gods are supposed to be immortal beings, or sometimes slightly less than immortal, but they live a very long time. If you are a hybrid of that, you probably have a very long lifespan, but it's probably a still definite lifespan.
1: It makes you wonder if the redwoods are like some sort of intentional metaphor for the life of a Sasquatch. It could you know, be, yeah. Like lives tall and big and strong for hundreds of years, but will die. And when it does, it's going to be very hard to replace.
0: And a large majority has been wiped out by civilizations yeah. expanding, which this might be the exact same case.
1: Yeah, I, I think I see that. I see, because, you know, if they could live, say their mortality rate is, you know, or mortality rate, listen to me, the the expiration date on their uh, on their mortality is uh, 200 years or something. The average life of a space ape is 200 years or something. Maybe it's different when they get to this gravity and maybe they're living way longer than they thought they were gonna. Yeah. How fucked up would that? Because they, it could, you know, like, yeah. well, because the belief with the 13th planet is the reason that uh, the Anunnaki bred with us was because they were were very smart and very capable, but the planet they come from has a significantly lower gravity. So here they were incredibly weak. Mm -hmm. So they needed the strength of prehistoric humans
0: and bred with prehistoric humans
1: to have us.
0: Yeah, and that would also fit into the whole fallen ones thing, saying that like they fell out of this corporeal being to become humans, to mate.
1: Well and we also don't know the greater scheme. Like, for all we know, the Anunnaki who visited this planet maybe were I know I'm gonna get into deep sci-fi lore territory here, but it's the end of the podcast is when we do this. For all we know, maybe the reason that they came here and were like, We need to create a race of people who are as smart as, us, as smart as us, but are probably dumber but stronger significantly is because we have a war to fight mm-hmm. and maybe they just never came back for their army. Maybe it's like the clone wars and we don't realize this, but, but we're being bred to find an army in 10 years.
0: And I mean, in a bunch of different legends, as I said earlier, they're known as being great warriors. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, so, that springs so prepare up. Prepare <laughs> yourselves because
1: you think that the fucking liberals want to use your children's blood for adrenochrome. You're wrong. You're wrong. The, the space the, gods want to yeah. use your children to
0: battle. The Anunnaki
1: <laughs> are bri- Are breeding us for internet. Oh, dude, it's Battlefield Earth. All oh, the Scientologists for <laughs> <were> right. Fuck!
0: <laughs> so this brings up just a couple theories to round it out at the end. Oh, I bet it does. Uh, my first theory is uh, Devil's Advocate, but on the other side, it's just a war story that never happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, you're definitely going to get people. If we were a larger podcast, we'd get a bunch of comments that were like, it's a shared delusion. It's a shared traumatic experience. They all acknowledge that it happens somewhere in between, you know, empathy for their friend and also probably maybe believing it. Yeah, there's a lot of room for a devil's advocate for these guys are full of shit. But, I mean, I would – my response to that theory – is because the show has basically become at the end, you give me a theory and I tell you how I think it's wrong. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but the response to that is all the other evidence.
0: Yes. Yeah. And the fact that it's like thousands, if not millions of years of evidence. Yeah. Like, yeah. and, and like, physical evidence, not just oral evidence history. on
1: caves. There's evidence. Yeah. You know, like we have every kind of evidence. And this isn't even as, like, mathematically, aliens have to exist, right? Yes. So we entertain the idea. And in cases like this, maybe we have evidence that they've interacted with us. But even if we ignore the alien aspect and we just say everything of the Earth is of the Earth, then we have a bunch of evidence of something that's on this planet that we can't explain. Yeah, And that's possibly scarier. And with that, it's like... Because at least aliens have to exist. That's what we talked about at the beginning. Not every cryptid has to exist.
0: Well, that's the point I was just about to make. Where do you draw the line in the sand? If you're going to be like, well... Kandahar no, they, they don't exist. And it's like, yeah, but we have bone fragments and it's like, well, I don't believe that. And it's like, but you do believe in dinosaurs? Yeah. We have the same amount of evidence for dinosaurs. Yeah, we have the exact same amount like, of evidence We have bones! Like, what do you want?
1: <laughs> we have fossils and footprints and stuff. How much more do... Like, what else am I supposed to come up with? Do you want, like, a driver's license? We got bones and stories. What what the fuck do you want? Like... Yeah. If it works for Jurassic Park, let it work for fucking Harry and the Hendersons, too.
0: So that brings me up to my second theory, and this theory is about the giant of Kandahar as itself. The government... It did happen. It did happen, and the government is covering up. Why? And that I have three three ideas. Why? Hell yes. First idea, they're studying it like they studied the battle apes. This theory is that they are actually two separate beings. But as we talked about in the other episodes, they took those battle apes for recon. Dude, imagine if you
1: showed it. Like you remember when we were all going to break into Area Fifty One?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if that would have been an acid cat event, we would have broken in. Everyone would be dead. We would have yeah. broken into Area Fifty One for sure. So. Imagine breaking into Area 51 and you're like, yeah, we're going to find some hot alien space babes. And then you're just like, oh, shit, it's all Bigfoot stuff. Okay, that's not <laughs> what I expected, but this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. This is cool. Like, imagine breaking in there and it's just, yeah. it's an equal, it's like a lateral movement. It's an it's an equal, equally strange thing, but not what you expect. You're like, hell yeah, alien. Oh, shit. This is like mummy curse <laughs> stuff. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, this will work. You think that ever happened to Indiana Jones? You think he ever broke into a room and he was like, he thought it was going to be like he's in Nepal and he thinks it's going to be like some Hindu god
0: and he breaks in. And he's like, oh, shit. Is this is fucking Catholic stuff. Huh. I mean, that's the fourth movie. He was like, ah, oh, fuck Nazis, pff, aliens, oh, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> and I think and they, everybody felt the same way. They were yeah. like, Indiana Jones. Oh, is that <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> They're like, hell yeah, another classic Indiana Jones. Uh, what? Alien? UFO? <laughs> is it monkeys? Is it I honestly think
1: the CGI monkeys are the most offensive thing.
0: I wish that movie was
1: cooler because I am all about Indiana Jones and aliens. Oh,
0: 100%. Mike, I'm going to slightly defend the fourth Indiana Jones movie here for a second. This is when people would
1: actually unsubscribe from the channel.
0: People are like, it's too far-fetched. Go watch all the Indiana Jones movies again. I'm pretty They sure pulled the g- beating heart out of a man and it heals itself. I was going to say the, was gonna say the exact same thing. It's not even like,
1: yeah. There's a lot of outlandish shit that happens in the movie, but that heart thing is by far the the most insane thing. <laughs>
0: the stones get too hot from being close to each other that they burn through his satchel. Like aliens aren't that far-fetched. They don't even
1: cut it; they just yank it out. Yeah, and it just comes out. Yeah,
0: he reaches into his chest, pulls the heart out. He's perfectly fine. Do you think they're out? And then they dip like him in lava. It it? <laughs> he's
1: got like his foot on the table. pulls <laughs> it. Out. <laughs> Come out of the fucking chest!
0: And uh, the second one we already touched on through the whole podcast, which is they're the same thing as the battle apes that yeah. we talked about. I think they which, are. Yeah. 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 I think they are, too. And I think, although I don't
1: think that your second theory is all that unbelievable in the sense that I, I we both know that if the government got their hands on this fucking thing, they would absolutely study the shit out of it. And they would make sure that nobody else could. It makes me wonder, this is 2002. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we stayed in Afghanistan to look for Sasquatch? Maybe. Do you think that's really why we stayed? And we just said it was oil? Yeah. Here's the hot mm-hmm. new conspiracy. Theory from Acid Cat today: the war in Afghanistan was about Sasquatch.
0: So that brings me to my. That's going to be the theory. thumbnail, and
1: you guys can't get mad at me about clickbaiting. I'll just say you didn't watch all of the podcast.
0: <laughs> that brings me to my last theory, which this one I will say I personally came up with this. It might be a little far fetched, but that's kind of the point of this podcast. Hell yeah, it is. uh The reason they threw it into a helicopter and then threw that helicopter into a plane, and it was never seen again is because the US government, I want everyone to listen, the US government is trying to take the half god DNA from this being to make super, super soldiers. soldiers. Hell yes! <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's happening. I, I mean, if we look throughout history and militaries and history, militaries have a reputation of using weird shit whether it be mythology, whether it be eugenics, I mean, yeah. to make super soldiers
1: we spent the MK whole MK Ultra yeah, like say, we spent the whole 70s just injecting people with LSD to see if it gave them laser vision.
0: Yeah. How do you feel now? Still just seeing lizards? Okay, well we'll be back. So if you're told that this I this humanoid creature from biblical proportions might have half-god DNA, you think our U.S. government's not going to use it to make fucking
1: super soldiers? Like, how do we get a hold of that (laughs) shit? Give me some of that fucking Sasquatch jizz.
0: We'll settle for quarter gods.
1: You'd think (laughs) they would be more romantic about it. Like, capture him, just jerk him off daily, you know? You don't have to.
0: He'd be a happy guy. You just That's what happens when you burst into Area 51. There's (laughs) just a group of scientists just like, Just milking Sasquatches. (laughs) They're like, yeah, we just used- a bunch of Sasquatches and leather recliners <laughs> like <laughs> wanking it. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> the fucking hungry or not hungry Jack. Uh Jack Links commercials are on with the Sasquatch in the bikini and they're like, yeah, <clears>
1: putting the Jack and Jack Hey, links. that
0: one was also fucking redheaded just so just I'm just saying. It's just Jack Links knows something. We're on to you Jack Links.
1: <laughs> this podcast was not brought to you by Jack's Links, but it could be.
0: But yeah, so those are my my theories that I think, I think are, it did happen.
1: Yeah, because it did. I mean, somebody happened, right? Like, yeah, Dan died. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, may he rest in peace. Uh, Daniel Romero did unfortunately die. Now, how did he die? And I don't. I mean, fuck. Here is the problem with the the EOD thing, like mm-hmm. the the official excuse. I don't think that happened. I don't think that he cut the wrong wire while getting rid of a rocket. Yeah. I think
0: and I... it It's one of those things. It's <laughs> Boy Who Cried Wolf situation, right? Like, the military has a tendency to cover shit up. We know now that, I mean, cl- classified things have become declassified through like, the years. some pretty fucking wild... I mean, guys, listen. It could maybe
1: not have happened, but the fact that people... The other people in the two different units, multiple people in both the f- different units, say that it happened, and do you guys forget all the fucking UFO footage that was declassified last year. (laughs) We got another piece of UFO footage declassified and confirmed by the U S government like a week ago. Yeah. They're owning up to the fact that there's a bunch of shit that has been going on that they haven't been talking about. And that's not tinfoil hat territory. Tinfoil hat territory is adrenochrome territory. This is just saying like, listen, we know our government lies to us all the fucking time, whether it's intentional or just through bureaucratic, incompetency. They still do. And this, I always believe the soldiers first. I got too many in my family not to believe them first. We all know what happens. You gotta trust the boys first. It's just like siding with labor. You gotta trust the people who are there. The people who are there are gonna tell you the truth, and are more vested... Anybody who, you know, we we do the news, right? And the news, we do it out of entertainment. We do it because it's fun. But I went to actual news school. I have an actual news degree. And the thing that they teach you in actual news school is that the service that you're providing is to be a conduit for the people who are there to the people who are not there. Yeah. And what news has really, the reason I don't do that for a living and I just own a bar instead is because so much of it has just been about what you think happened. Mm -hmm. So you have to trust the people who were there. Yeah. And in this case, these soldiers got no reason to fucking lie about this, except for their bosses telling them if they say a word, they're dead. Yes. So yeah, of course I believe them. I not only believe them, but I think, you know, we're advocating on our show today for other people to believe them. They're not lying. These soldiers aren't lying about that. That sort of stuff they don't lie about. Yeah. What happened over there was too real. It was... In my experience, like I said, I got a lot of friends and family. I've lived with a, uh, a lot of them. Um, I've been around soldiers twenty four seven for a lot of my life, and they tell a lot of sea stories. But they got no reason to lie to you. Yeah, yeah. So something like this, I believe it, man. If a soldier was telling me that his ass, and if three one soldier telling me something's one thing. Yeah, especially at a bar, but three of them. In separate occasions, insisting that this thing did happen. It happened, guys. Yeah. Whoever the fuck said it didn't happen is full of shit. Did the person who said it didn't happen, were they there? No. The only people who said that it happened are the people who were there. Exactly. And the only people who were there are the only people who said something happened. Yeah. I would imagine I'm going to go ahead and believe them fuckers. (laughs) They probably know what they're talking about. Plus, you know, like, dude, I would be so mad. Inevitably, hopefully at some point you and I are involved in some sort of a sighting. And if people were like, you're full of shit, I would understand where they're coming from. But they're wrong, right? Yeah. You're wrong. And I think that life, when people ask me, we've talked a lot in this podcast about not being a conservative minded person, but still participating in you know sort of conspiratorial thought mm-hmm. and thinking about that stuff and I think the way that you look at it is what I've always told people like I grew up with a father who had me in the garage wrenching on Harleys and listening to Coast to Coast when I was you know knee high to a grasshopper I've been doing it my whole life and the thing that I say about Coast to Coast is I don't believe everything that's on that show but I sincerely have an optimism for everything that is yeah yeah I don't know if all of this shit is true but I think that some of it definitely is and I think that something like Sasquatch is significantly more likely to be true and I don't think think these boys are lying. So I don't know what that means for the uh, existence of Sasquatch. Yeah. But I don't think they're lying, and I think it can exist. You fill in the blanks. Yeah. That's kind of the rest of our job, right? Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I do, I do, I do. I think the I think the giant uh, is real. I think that they have been real. I think there's a reason that they're in every bit of our lore. Uh, I mean, people talk about seeing them up until, you know, not even 100 years ago. So this idea of there being giants, and we still talk about Sasquatch and stuff. So don't listen to the dudes who, I mean, enjoy the dudes who cover themselves in Paris and yell in the woods. It's funny as fuck to watch.
0: Or that but- one episode where the guy said he was being possessed by a Sasquatch. <laughs> you gotta
1: love that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Like you, It's when you're doing two things at once. My dad used to have mm-hmm. a saying that I've told you before, I've passed it on to you, and I'll pass it on to our, our listeners as well, and that's never do two illegal things at once. It's okay if you're gonna commit a crime, but to save yourself getting in trouble, only do one at a time. Uh, and to me, I was watching a, you remember True Life? You ever see True Life, the yes. TV show? So showing it, uh, to, to Lindsay the other day. She'd never seen it. And uh, we, I obviously I watched it a lot when I was a kid. I, there's a lot of really good like slice of life stuff yeah. in there. We should probably do like a commentary video for some of those because they're great. But we we're watching a vampire one and this woman insisted that she was a, uh, oh, what was she? She was a vampire and some other supernatural thing that, oh, and a witch. And <clears throat> there was a lot of static in her group. Sorry about that. There's a lot of static in her group about how she dares to be both. And I find that to be very funny that the like limit of cognitive dissonance for a human being is like i'll believe you're a witch or i will or i'll believe you're a vampire but i'll be god fucked if you think i'm gonna believe both like why why do you draw the line there to go back to the line thing like why is that where you're like no you can't listen we both know she's neither if you're gonna entertain it just entertain both it's okay
0: i i'm very it's curious like doing
1: half of a very passionate cosplay
0: i i'm curious uh what would happen if a vampire and a werewolf bit a person at the same time <laughs> <laughs> what would happen <laughs> This is a half and half.
1: Like, he's like a, a fucking freaky. wolf well, because the moon, right? What yeah. A, what a very, very complex relationship to have with the moon. Yeah. You can
0: only go out at night, but when you do, you turn into a wolf.
1: <laughs> no one ever sees the real me. There we go. We found the real drama in this. Anyway, yeah, I think that the giant of Kandahar is real. I think it probably was a, a Nephilim or a Sasquatch or whatever we want to call this big guy. Um, I think that... In all likelihood, they do probably still exist. Like I said, I don't think they exist in areas as civilized as Washington or, you know, where people typically go looking for them. I think maybe Siberia, but I think caves. I think places with caves. I think we're afraid of caves for a reason. Yeah. I think, you know, historically people say, oh, we're afraid of caves because bears or wolves might be in there. Yeah, but what else might be in there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, if two of the largest, like, not largest as in actual size, but largest as in killing mass predators live in caves, What's the harm in thinking a third might also live in there?
1: And if you're a human being who's afraid to live in a cave because there might be a bear or a wolf in there, well, if you're fucking 14 feet tall, you're probably a little less afraid of a wolf. It's yeah. like when my cat gets really in my face when I'm down on his level and he's like, ah, I fucking got you. And then I stand up and he goes, oh, word. Okay, that's right. All right. <laughs> All right. I remember right. now I don't fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. You're dead. You could myself.
0: squish me with your toes. <laughs> and I feel like,
1: you know, like a wolf is real scary until you're a Sasquatch. Yeah. And then it's
0: like, hey, oh. Hey, dude. And it takes one wolf in, in a pack to lunge at this thing and have it pick up and throw it at a wall for the rest of them go, oh, we're not fucking with this guy anymore. Gotcha. Yeah, well, let's go eat humans. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pasty and they run away from us. You know, like in, in nature,
1: it really, I, I think it leads credence to that they live in caves. Yeah. I think in all likelihood they probably, and like if they didn't want to be seen by humans and they didn't want to deal with that shit, that, you know, it's an easy, natural, for all we know, fuck man, maybe they, you know, if we want to go back to the flood myth, maybe the planet that they come from have homes and stuff and they're familiar with civilization and they know how it's all supposed to work. Imagine imagine if Naked and Afraid wasn't a choice. And I know that every conservative lister just got a raging hard on. But like, imagine that that's the case, but the rest of society exists. Right? Yeah. like You have no choice. You're not on TV. I kind of feel like that's how Sasquatch has to live. Yeah. Yeah, they're forced to live in a way that maybe isn't historically how... They want to live. It's yeah. maybe not the most advanced, but they don't have a choice. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it was a Sasquatch. I think the government covered it up like they always do. And I uh, can't advocate enough for you to listen to to soldiers who've been there, because I think that they almost always. It's just like you always listen to women. You always listen. You always side with labor. Yep. Yeah, listen to soldiers, man. Listen to the people who've been through this shit. Don't listen to the people who put them through it. Yeah, they're not going to have any good input. All right, well, with that said, do you got anything to add before we get into the Riddle O'Clock? I do not. All right, then. Well, with that said, it is Riddle O'Clock. Awesome. I don't know why I changed the name (laughs) this week, but I did. It's not Riddle Time anymore. It's Riddle Clock. It's been rebranded. We got a season desist. Yeah, we we got. (laughs) From
0: Riddle Time cereal.
1: (laughs) It's going to be some, like, big YouTube. They're like,
0: it's no sugar, and it's no calories, and it's full of lead. (laughs) So last week's riddle was 500 Begins It. Five hundred ends it. Oh dude, this one's five hard. is the middle <laughs> five in the middle is seen. First of all figures, the first of all letters take up their stations between. Join all together, and then you will bring before you the name an eminent king. Who am I?
1: This before you get into the answer, this legitimately feels like a clue that LA Marzuli finds on the trail to Nephilim. Like this riddle. Yeah. It feels like it's written on the sidewalk. Like a giant stone wall will open if you can answer this riddle.
0: Uh, my mom got it correct. She uh, sent me a couple of- <laughs> She Googled of, it and I was <laughs> like,
1: fuck this stupid riddle.
0: No, the funny thing is she sent me a couple of pictures. She showed her work. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Everyone, if I could have your attention, please. Uh, the answer is David. So it's uh, we're talking about Roman numerals. So 500, the Roman numeral for is 500 D. is D- so 500 begins it and ends it, D on either side. Five in the middle is seen, V for five. First of all, figures, I. One is I. First of all, letters, A. Yeah. So, David. Yeah, no, it's good. No. It's good. I uh,
1: I was just thinking that it's like 500 years, if it was one for like Moon Knight, it's like 500 years begin and end it. I don't know what's in the middle. <laughs> it
0: spells D I D. So, this week's riddle I'm simple for a few people. Yeah, you are. But hard for them to hear. I live inside of secrets. I bring people's worst fears. What am I? I hate that. I hate that a lot. What? A clown? I don't know. <laughs> Heights? What <Where laughs> are you? I'll give it to you one more time and then see if you can figure it out. Okay. I am simple for a few people, but hard for them to hear. I live inside of secrets. I bring people's worst fears. Oh, I, yeah, think I, am I. I think I know what it is.
1: What do you think it is? Bananas. Leave it in the comments. <laughs> I'm not believing it this time. I did that the last time I got it right. It's bananas. Also, mm-hmm. we're just going to point this out because it's been bugging us the whole podcast. This lava lamp I've had on for a couple days now,
0: and I just want everyone to bask in its orb. Just it's, one egg. It's oh. been a solid circle like for... As long as we've been up here today. Yeah, it's incredible. And it's wild. It's it's eight o'clock on the lava lamp. All right, well, we love you guys very much. Leave your answer to the riddle. Let us know
1: what you think of the podcast. Like, share, do all that fun stuff. Uh, I think I already said that we love you, but we do, so I'm going to say it again. We love you, and we'll see you. Well, I think we're going to do this on Sundays now. It seems like the most comfortable day for this sort of thing. Yeah,
0: looking at at our numbers, it seems that most people are watching it, if not Sunday, during the week, probably on your commute, which we appreciate. Thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Yeah, this and is also the part where
1: we get sappy. That person did cut you off. Fuck them. <laughs> you guys should see me drive. You also, watch out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. We appreciate you. And yeah, uh, we'll be here next Sunday. We love you. See you then. Bye.